Hey everybody, welcome to pregame and parlay with Matt and Zach. Zach, it's Super Bowl week. Woo! I might not be all the way on the mend, um, but you know, it makes for bad podcasting to have another Mopey episode. So we'll <laughs> smile through it. Uh, so I texted you uh, a couple days ago, I guess almost a week ago, because I booked a last minute flight to Vegas and I was trying to get you to go. Ugh. And I went and I met my parents there and I'll tell you about my travel debacle in a minute, but I met my parents there and I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the uh, hockey all-star game and I didn't go to the pro ball and I didn't do anything fun sports related. (laughs) I basically just slept, ate and gambled with my 70 year old parents. So, Oh, I mean, that's, that's when I, when you were like, Oh, come on. I was like, Oh, we already had plans for the weekend. And I was just like, I would just be at a blackjack table the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be like, all right, we all let me know when y'all come back from dinner. And well, in all fairness, I did text you. It was probably like four thirty on Thursday, and I was flying out Friday morning. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, yeah. So we went to a concert, a little Houndmouth. It's a small. So this is a small. It's a band that was young when me and Krista started following them in like two thousand sixteen. It was like really one of our first concerts uh, of bands that we both knew. Like we'd gone to bands that I know and played things she knew. So this is the first one we liked together. And uh, so they played in Fort Collins and we went and Krista just wanted to be off to the side, not in the mix of everything with her height. So we're like by this VIP area and these people come by and we're just kind of like, I wonder if they're with the venue or the band. So there's a guy who's just standing next to me, and he's like a 60-year-old dude just drinking whiskeys. So I was like, hey, man, you know, you with the venue? And he's like, no, that the lead singer, this is his parents. And they were right there. And we were like, oh, my God, we saw him in Knoxville 2016. We're like sitting there talking to him the whole thing. They're telling us what these songs are about. Um, the dude plays a root beer Stratocaster guitar or something like that that they only made 10 of because the EPA shut them down because the process was too environmentally unfriendly and he still got it. And it's pretty badass. We had a really good time at that show. So no Vegas, but pretty good time. Yeah. So I'll, I'll finish up my Vegas story and tell you. So coming back home was a nightmare. So the reason I booked a last minute flight is because frontier started flying Mm. from, small town Durango straight to Vegas direct flight, but it flew out on Friday and it flies back on Monday. So I flew out on Friday and it's fine. And then I get there and then I'm sitting in my hotel room on Monday morning and my parents, you know, like we're texting back and forth. My parents are like, all right, we're ready to take you to the airport or whatever. I'm like, all right. And I look one last time to see when my flight out of Vegas was just like, so I knew, you know, it was like one forty-seven or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And as I'm looking at it, like it just disappears out of my calendar and I'm like, Oh man. So I go to my email and sure enough, like literally like 59 minutes before my flight, they wrote an email and were like, sorry, we canceled your flight. So then I dr- had to drive all the way back to Phoenix with my parents, which is fine, but uh, definitely old people with some road rage. That's for sure. All the way back Ooh. to Phoenix and then uh, hung out, helped my mom do some stuff, which was nice. And then had to take a flight back, I then I took an American or yeah, an American flight back from Phoenix, but mm-hmm. then it was delayed forever. So like delayed three hours, we're sitting there at the gate. Then they put us on the plane, and then they had timed out. So then we're like sitting on the on the tarmac for like another forty five minutes before we took off. So oh, it was just a lot. 
long day of travel. Well, I was going to say you should have rented a car, but that probably would have been a thousand dollars to rent a car. Yeah. Well, Frontier gave me $300 to basically do whatever I wanted, like hotel flight or car. Mm. And it's like a 10 hour drive. So I thought about just renting a car, but then I was like, oh, that's a long day of driving. That's a tough job. That was the last leg of our honeymoon two week road trip was coming back. Of course, we've been in the car for two weeks and you leave in Vegas. That's a long nothing drive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's basically like not that you drive drive through Nevada, you know, because like it's on the tip, the very bottom of it. But yeah, uh, there's not there's nothing in Nevada, like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, that, that same thing kind of happened. Kristen and I, we, we, we took a uh, trip to New York City and we were there for like four days and we just knew, like, we know on the fourth, like, we just went as hard as we could for all those days. It was fleet week. We were partying with the Nate, like the Navy dudes. Like we, the Coast Guard, this guy from the Coast Guard invited us to get like a behind the scenes look at their big ass ship. Um, we won tickets to Wicked for free and saw the Wicked ship. It was an awesome trip. But they canceled our flight that morning, and the Airbnb guy was like, no, I don't do this for money. Y'all can't stay here again. Like, y'all have to be out. And we were so just dead tired that we had the most miserable day in New York. We just, like, tried to go to a Yankees game. Mm -hmm. We got there, walked around the stadium once, and I was like, let's just go find a hotel. And we watched South Park all day. (laughs) That was all we did. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't really get upset about travel. Like I'm complaining about it, but like I'm so used to the airlines just like canceling and delaying, and uh, I yeah. never, my blood pressure never really even got up anymore because I was just like whatever, <laughs> like this is normal. Yeah, is. Yeah. All right, let's talk. You ready to talk sports? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so I have a few. I have a few uh, noteworthy news things, and then really let's just talk about the Super Bowl because that's really all that matters. Yeah. Um, okay, so. I thought this was interesting. These two things kind of tie together. Well, actually, all three of these things I'm about to say tie together. Um, so Gronk said that he wanted he would be willing to go play for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, yeah. which is super interesting because he's good. And obviously he retired because he didn't want to play for Bill Belichick because now he played like three seasons in Tampa Bay and now he's <laughs> willing to go play for Cincinnati. Um, and so that was my first comment. I'm going to tie all these together and then I want your response. So then – and then OBJ looks really good on the Rams. And so maybe he was right that Baker Mayfield and the Browns are just really that bad. Um, mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And then Kyler Murray deleted all of his Cardinal stuff, all of his posts and all of his stuff about Cardinals off of his social media and his Instagram. Cause he's trying to renegotiate a deal. And he's kind of sounds like he's pretty sad about like the way the organization kind of treated him at the end of the season. Cause they sucked at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all those are tied together because it's like about optics and like, it's interesting because one person does something and everyone's like, Oh, that, you know, such a baby, blah, blah, blah. What's such a whiner. And then if somebody else does it and you're like, well, yeah, that's fine. And Gronk is like the classic one because I just think he, his personality and the persona he's made about himself is so like goofy, uh, like frat boy, uh, like yeah. almost like dumb Gronk that like people don't get mad at him for wanting to, wanting to like switch teams to winning teams, but then you get somebody else to do it and everybody's like, come on, you know, like just go, go play football. I don't know. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah. I kind of think it's like a, a, what are you doing on the field? Like if OBJ didn't have the like sideline outbursts where he's like kicking the net, you know, the kicking net or throwing his helmet around or, or complaining or 
or making videos about your, you know, uh, or having your dad make videos about you. Like that's just, it's the NBA basically. Like that shit's just tired. I don't know. It just sucks. Gronk is just like, you're just like, shake your head at him. Like, all right, whatever, dude. All right. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. You just go do that. Like you're not hurting anybody, I guess. Um, that he, you know, but it is, you're right. It's the same thing. He kind of forced his way by retiring, came back, and now he's just like, oh, I'll keep playing. You know, he's the same age as Travis Kelsey. I would have thought he was a little older than that. But. You would think he's a little older due to the fact that, like, his arm is pretty much not attached to his body anymore, and then his back <laughs> has been in bad shape. So, like, mm-hmm. his body's, like, 75 years old. But, yeah, like, his birth certificate says he's young. That's for sure. So, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. And, and I think um, – and Kyler Murray, I think, lost everybody a little bit at the end of the season when he was, like, not playing well. And he was just, like, kind of, like, it looked like he was kind of just pouting a lot, you know? Um, yeah, and, like, he just doesn't stay healthy all year. Like, that's it seems to be the Cardinals' MO is that they start strong and finish weak. And he's, I mean, it's not like he's Russell. I mean, we've seen Russell Wilson do this, you know, with teams and drag them along. Right. Like, drag them, you know, towards the playoffs and um, – and kind of get there. And Kyle doesn't really have that skill set, and which is, you know, not a problem. But you can't just, like, look around like the rest of my team sucks as if you're not also part of the problem. So, uh, I mean, I like Kyle. He's amazing to watch. He's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, I would I would be um, – I'd be a little nervous if I was, like, putting all my eggs in his basket for a Super Bowl run. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. So what I think is interesting, the bigger story about this, though, is I think that there's a mentality and you can't blame it in the NFL where these guys that are really good just don't want to play for bad teams anymore. And what happens is most of these guys that are really good are going to get drafted by bad teams because they're the best coming out of the call of college. And mm-hmm. so they're going to go to they're going to go to Jacksonville. They're going to go to a Cleveland and then they play for a while just to prove themselves, and then they're just doing anything they can to be on a winning team. And sometimes that means having a winning quarterback. Sometimes that means the right coaching staff. Sometimes it means ownership. Sometimes it means all of the above. But it's just interesting mm-hmm. that these guys are like, okay, you know what? You can pay me a lot of money or whatever, but ultimately I just want to win because, you know, like it's just, it's just interesting. They, it, there's a lot of people trying to get to new teams in the last couple of years. And I think some of that's the Tom Brady thing. You know, some of that was Peyton Manning switching, you know, careers that, you know, teams at the end and stuff like that. Peyton didn't choose that. He was kicked out of Indianapolis, basically. I mean, not kicked out, but they they told him, hey, we're drafting the future. You've had these neck surgeries. I I think it's not – it's way more common than it was 10 years ago, and that's probably just culture, just like like it is with the NBA. I mean, you know, less so. But it's just acceptable to move on to another job. Same thing with art, like just me and you. Yeah. Like, I can jump from job to job every three to five years and it's not taken the same way as it was 20 years ago. Right. Um, and, and I think that happens and, you know, you see like quarterbacks, they're supposed to stay with the team and kind of carry them along. Uh, you rarely see them make the decision to leave. It's usually a parting of ways the other way. Uh, but like, yeah, receivers are the ones you're seeing jump a lot, you know, and, uh, right. Well, yeah, because well, and their job is so dependent on who's throwing the ball. OBJ is the prime example. You yeah, know, he's like, he's. I think he's gonna end up with more touchdowns 
since he got traded than Baker had all year, you know, to everybody. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's in that, that whole thing's interesting, but it's not an absolute either. There's always, you know, we've talked about this before. There's like those top 10 organizations that are really always competitive, always making moves to be better. And then there's teams that are always bad, but then you turn around and like the freaking Cincinnati Bengals are, are in the uh, Super Bowl, you know, and they were like, a four team win, four win team last year. So it's, I mean, I think it's, we've talked about it with the Broncos that it's a coach and a quarterback. Now, like right now, it's a coach and a quarterback's all you need. The Bengals still don't spin. Like, uh, we, the, you know, we're always going to kind of pull this back into our teams because that's what we know. Like the Titans, we were just terrible, terrible, terrible for so long because we had bad ownership, bad management, and they were picking bad coaches because they weren't, you know, I don't know what they were doing. Now, heartbreaking loss this year, but I'm like, we're going to be back. Like we're going to be back. We might not be the one seed again, but we're going to be back because we have a good GM. We have a good coach. And if we had a good, and we had a quarterback that I really, really, really trusted, then I'd be like, yeah, we'll win the Super Bowl next year. Um, And I think you have to have just a knockout quarterback and a really good coach and the Bengals had it and they're up there. Yeah. No, no, they have it. The Bills are another example. I mean, we could do a bunch of them, but anyways, it's interesting. So then, so then you have all these receivers that are that want to move, which you can't blame them. Um, and then you have guys on the defensive side that'll just play for less. Some veteran defensive guys that'll play for less to go, you know, just make an elite defense to go with that quarterback and that coach, and they'll try to win a Super Bowl. It's just yeah. Usually after they're, you know, I feel like that's still like you got your rookie contract, then you make your big money on your big contract. And then after that, you start kind of making that decision. And yeah, like, and a lot of, and a lot of positions, can't, a lot of positions can't do that, but the defensive guys can definitely make that move in the third contract for sure. Yeah, and and that coincides with also being a little older. We're like, I mean, remember being twenty four and trying to make decisions? Like, you weren't that good at it. You made you you just did whatever was most fun or whatever was immediate. And then when you're about twenty nine, you're like, okay, I kind of get this shit together. I, I'm I'm understanding a little more. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, I I think it's a good amount of movement. I used to hate that nobody moved around in the NFL. Like why why can't receivers jump? It's not crazy to learn a playbook. Um, well, there's only so, like there's only like three playbooks in the NFL right now. You know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's kind of running similar stuff for sure. Um, yeah, and they all kind of grow up playing the same. You know, seven on seven. But uh, yeah, no, no. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the moving around. And I mean, it gives you stuff like. Uh, I don't know. This Rams team is the epitome of it, right? Like that's all they did. No drafts, just trades and people going, yeah, Jalen Ramsey forcing his way out of Jacksonville to go to uh, the Rams. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. All right. Same, same story, different story. Uh, The pro ball is terrible. Like it was, it's always been bad, but it's like, they're not even tackling each other. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I was watching it. My gym has a bar in it, which is awesome. So Sundays I go play pickup basketball and then afterwards we all sit around and drink beer. And that was on one of the TVs and we were just like, what the, what in the hell is going on here? And, uh, I don't know. So do you have any ideas? What, how would you, uh, all right, I'll, I'll tell you what I think my idea is. And then you, you come up with yours. Um, I don't think it should be AFC NFC anymore. I think it should be divisions so afc south gets a team nfc south gets a team all those get a team because everyone like shits on the afc south like it's a popular thing to do oh well they just have two terrible teams well let's have a little pride you know a little pride going into it 
And then that's going to be a whole weekend of games you can put on TV. That's going to make enough money that you can say, hey, all this money goes to you guys. The winner gets $250,000 each or something. So whatever that money works out to be. And just yeah. make it a money game, and you're an all-star for your uh, for your division and not necessarily – or, for yeah, for your division and not necessarily your conference. That's, that's my – and then you just have to rotate them out where, you know, maybe they play two games. Eh, that's too much. They just play one game. But, yeah. You just yeah, rotate. I don't know. Well, because – like, I, I mean, all that stuff makes it interesting, but like my problem with it is they're, they're just not even tackling each other. So I don't want to say this. Like, I mean, I understand that they don't want to get hurt, right? The worst thing you can do is be losing millions of dollars because you got tackled during the pro ball and like blew out mm-hmm. a knee. I totally get it. But I mean, there was, there was like a joke going around on the internet this week that like, you know, like, you know, the guy there, there was guys that had like one tackle and they like led their defense and tackles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, as soon as the people caught the ball, they just like kind of they were just hugging know, them and walking with them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. Pushing each other a little bit. Yeah. Like there just needs to be that dude. That's like, we're not going to do this. I'm going to lay you the fuck out. <laughs> like just, just go right at him or, or like Derek Henry gets in the game healthy. It just bowls over people. He's like, yeah. no, you're going to tackle me. This is what well, we're doing. I feel like I feel like that happened a couple of years ago. I feel like Luke Keekley or somebody like that was in the I, Pro Bowl and was hitting people. There was something like, like that. Yeah, just they just like somebody up, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, so, like, oh, I don't know about that. So. Here, here's another idea. I, I'm kind of thinking, you know, uh, regretting that. You know, you just went to Las Vegas, so you probably wouldn't have done back to back weekends. But go back down to Phoenix for that uh, Waste Management Open, that 16th hole. That's a stadium kind of uh, feel to it. Right. Have something set up like that where the NFL players are doing skills competitions and you just have like random dudes out there emceeing. So like the Manning brothers are doing the actual play-by-play call and Kevin Hart's out there, you know, making jokes and, and he's the captain of the team. Like go almost like MTV rock and jock style um, kind of thing where you just kind of make it where players think it's cool to do it again. Um yeah, because it ba- you're right. It basically is. It's basically like MTV softball right now. Yeah, but like we're still trying to pretend like it's real football, right? So like yeah. may- maybe you just got to leave it all together and just go completely the other way. Yeah, just take the pads off of them. They don't want to get hurt. All right, we're not going to solve that. So because the money's too big. Like that's the thing is, oh, back in the day, well, back in the day, they only made a couple hundred thousand dollars. Right. So that, you know, you didn't want to get hurt, but it wasn't the end of the world if you got hurt. Whereas now you're leaving $30 million on the table if you, you know, screw up a, a knee. And so, yeah, I, I like that. That's my new thing. No, no more divisions, uh, all-star, which although I think that is a really good idea. I think it's awesome. But just do like the MTV, let, you know, let um, let the Jake Paul, whatever company runs Jake Paul's fights, let them run it. Let them right, right, it. right. No, I no, I agree. They probably just need to embrace it the other way. Um, have them do other sports, like have them play softball. Have them do boxing. There's a lot of celebrity boxing going on. Yeah, so I saw something online. You probably saw it too, where people were like, "Yeah, just forget the pro ball. Like, invite everybody down. You know, let them hang out, do stuff like that. Celebrate the season being over and that they're good. But then make the worst two teams play each other for the number one draft pick. Did you see that? Oh no, I like that idea though. Yeah, so you bas- you basically like so it would be who would it be Jacksonville and Tex- the Texans this year? Yeah. So they have to play each other one like the week before the Super Bowl. Oh, and that gives the players an incentive not to like 
tank. Like the players would now have an incentive not to tank because they're like, I don't want to fucking play <laughs> this game. I don't want to play in this game. I don't want to play this game, and I also don't want to get the second overall pick and maybe have the first overall pick be a guy like Joe Burrow, you know, that like puts our team on a new path. So yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, update on the Rogers watch. Uh, so the last two things that happened, he, they found some land that he owns in Nashville. So then now he's going to Tennessee for a while. <laughs> and then uh, yesterday he was spotted in a, an Ohio airport. Who knows if it was a layover or what it was, but now he's going to Cleveland all of a sudden. And I think it's one of those things that if he's leaving, he just has to go talk to everybody. Like, it's not like, you know, he may have his mind made up to stay, go, retire, doesn't matter. And he yeah. may be doing none of that right now. But you got you got to like, you got to go meet with everybody, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's I, when that whole news broke about Nashville, I, you know, I didn't even really get 10% excited. I don't think he's coming to Titans. It's That's a big trade we'd have to pull off. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. We got him. It would be the greatest moment uh, ever. But he, he's been rumored to be going to Denver for a long time. The last time uh, uh, a generational MVP, future Hall of Famer quarterback, left his original team up north and left for another team, they spurned Tennessee. Peyton Manning spurned his home state of Tennessee and went to Denver. So I'm not even going to get my hopes up because I can't have it happen again. Now yeah. I'm living out here even more. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I mean, he, the only reason it's interesting about Tennessee is because they're a winning team and he he could put them over the top and win Super Bowls because he's not going to go somewhere to be, you know, like be a nine win team. If we had Aaron Rodgers, we would be minus odds to win the Super Bowl next year. I mean, not really, yeah. but we'd be we would be the number be, one. Favorite you'd be damn sure. good because because sure. you have him. And then you have a, a, probably the best running back in the game. And then your defense just is the most underrated defense ever. Yeah. I mean, Je- Jeff Simmons is, I mean, it, it's it's a long distance between number one, um, uh, <laughs> number one, Aaron Donald, and number two, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, big Jeff in the middle. But I'd say he's number two at that position, the way he played down the stretch, if he keeps it up next year. Um yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, between our defense. At this point, if you have Aaron Rodgers throwing, A.J. Brown now becomes uh, uh, basically almost Devontae Adams. Almost. Yeah. Not, I yeah. mean, not, he's not Devontae Adams. But he would get catches like Devontae Adams would catch. I mean, we see him basically just manhandling defenses with Ryan Tannehill, who I I, I'm, I still like Ryan Tannehill. I, it was well, a bad you, game. You re- well, because you remember having Mar- Marcus Mariota. So True, true. And I know that he's not, you know, on the – but our whole team's not built that way either. Our whole team isn't built for him to have to carry the load. And if we don't have um, a bad play calling in that game, and if we have a one-week healthier Derrick Henry, if he'd have played that Week 18 game maybe against the Texans, you know, maybe it's all different. We're, we're, we're not spending time on this. We're, we're not no, 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 we don't have to. Because yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm, that's, I'm, why, that's why they play the game on Sundays. My feelings are so hurt. Yeah. All right, so speaking of that, let's go into the Super Bowl. Um, so so what we decided to do, instead of just talking about the game and hashing out what the NFL is going to do for two weeks, we decided to do more, talk about 
uh, some of the prop bets that are out there and some of the ideas, which will just naturally move us into the conversation of what's happening in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I put up a couple ideas. You put you actually looked at some actual prop bets um, and we'll kind of just go through them. And I think it'll it'll kind of take us because the two things I want to kind of talk about is like Super Bowl MVP, which kind of implies who's going to win the Super Bowl because, you know, the, mm-hmm. the MVP is on the winning team. And then I also want to talk a lot about what you were just talking about. Uh, I want to talk about the Rams defense um, because they could do exactly to Joe Burrow what uh, what Tennessee did to them, you know, with nine sacks. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it is. It's um, in. Yeah. So let's save the MVP for last. I mean, it's big, the big trophy there. Um, and, and we'll just kind of roll through these props. But yeah, touching on your point, like you said, what, you know, what Tennessee did to them, um, you know, people don't know the name Harold Landry. Um, as much as they do, uh, Von Miller, but I would say Harold Landry right now is, is, is better than Von Miller just because of age, because of Von Miller's age. Um, Harold Landry had like 13 sacks this year. Uh, big Jeff, uh, we just did that comparison and they tore him up nine sacks. The, uh, the flip side of that coin, they've seen it. Now the Bengals know what that looks like. Like it's hard to plan for an avalanche, but they kind of, they've seen it before. They kind of know what it sounds like. They know what it looks like. Um, so you can scheme around it. You got two weeks. So, um, I, I mean, I still think that there's, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into to more of that. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So go, go through a couple of your prop bets because you said you had them broken down. You said this off the air. You had them broken down like some kind of even money stuff, some long shots and stuff like that. So take us through it and we'll, we'll just see where the conversation goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, when it comes to props, love it. For the Super Bowl, I, you know, now they kind of do a lot of props for touchdown scores in all these games, uh, every NFL game now. But it used to be this was the only game they did this for, you know, for the NFL. And it was a lot of fun. So I've always had a lot of fun with it. Um, if you want some some advice, when just do a second look over after you kind of write down all your prop picks and make sure they're not all telling the same story. You know, make sure they're not all – you have 10 bets on and all 10 are, are based around the Rams throwing the ball for 500 yards and winning by three touchdowns, you know, or something right. like that. Right. Because if it goes the other way, you're going to have a really bad time. <laughs> you know, you kind of got to get a little creative with how you do these things. I've had too many of those. Um, now I've had it the other way where I've went all in on Clemson one time and all their prop bets when they just killed Alabama in a national championship game. And it was the most fun I've ever had watching a football game. Right, because uh, you're on the winning side of it. Yeah, winning side. Everything was going my way, and Alabama was losing. So it was a great time. Uh, sorry, super fan Jake for bringing that up, but uh, yeah. So I've broken down props for the Super Bowl in the three kind of categories here, and it's an easy, it's a good way to look at it. So one are going to be kind of like, and this is the way we'll start off with. It's kind of like your even money bets almost. Your minus 110s, your minus 115s, your even odds. Uh, basically like you're betting the spread or the over-under, but you have more options. And, and it's something you can root for in little points throughout the game. Um, the second tier is going to be, hey, I like these bets. I think they have a pretty good chance of cashing, and they're somewhere between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. Uh, And then I've got a few – Hey, these are really fun. Just sprinkle some on these nine or ten to ones. Um, I, my big one that I really like. There's a forty to one that I that I can't wait to talk about. So, 
Um, we're going to rewind it back and start with these even money props. I've got three of them. All right, I'm ready. What? Because I got I got the website up, so I want to see. I want to just kind of see what's around them. Go ahead. Okay, and if you're looking at, so I'm getting all these from BetMGM.com. Uh, they've got a lot. This does not do a lot of the what color Gatorades or what's the coin toss or over under. You, you'll need to look at FanDuel or, or DraftKings for that. This is football stuff. So, um, the first one I have the kicker McPherson over seven and a half points. Now it's minus one ten, which is basically even money on a um, on a gambling site. So, I this is you know probably two field goals, two extra wait two yeah two field goals, two extra points gets you there. Three field goals gets you there. Um, obviously, he has been clutch. He killed us in the Tennessee game. He drills the game winner. Um, you know the next week against Kansas City uh, or the game tire against Kansas City. Um, but the reason I really like this is because of that Rams defense we talked about. The Bur- you know, Bur- Burrow and the Bengals will get down to the 10 or 15-yard line, and then he's going to take a sack in the red zone. It's going to happen because Burrow has this I'm not going down mentality I have to win this game. So he did it against the Titans like three or four times, leading to field goals. So in an age where more teams are going for it on fourth, um, I think you're going to see a lot more, hey, we need to kick this field goal because it's third and 14 from the 17-yard line. Um, right. And, okay, so and tell me this one that you're doing again. So Evan McPherson, but are you taking the total points? Are you taking field goals made or extra points made? I did the over seven and a half points. Okay, so so basically three field goals, like you said. Okay, so. Three field goals, two field goals, two extra points, something like that. So, I mean, that's that's if they get to 20 points. Yeah, and if you look at a field goals made – it's it's over one and a half field goals and mm-hmm. it pays a little better. No, it doesn't. Um, it's minus one forty versus minus one ten. Um, but it kind of it kind of tells the same story. So obviously, like you're saying, you don't want to take both those bets because they don't make any sense. But okay, but but it, but the kicking points is the field goals, and then you might get the icing on the cake, which is just ne- which is an extra point or something. So yeah, yeah, that's why I kind of chose that one over the field goals made. Is that um, you know they they you know maybe I mean it's he's gonna have to kick two field goals he's gonna have to kick two field goals and then you're gonna say they're probably scoring two touchdowns in this game um, and then then you're getting the same odds as or, or better odds than that two field goals made you said at minus one yeah yeah okay I like it I like it I really right. like that one okay um, okay so we're talking about how great this Rams defense is their only really weak spot from all the reading and research I've done this week, which is quite a a little bit anyway, is their middle linebackers. Their middle linebackers are a little weak. Um, And that's going to come into play for a few of these bets. Uh, But kind of one you might not expect is that this longest pass for Joe Burrow over 38 and a half yards. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's, Minus one ten, um, and and it's the same number for Matt Stafford. So this is just a, a random number they put. Now, Forty yards. It's 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 a long pass. It's you know you're thinking oh that's an easy over. Um, they're going to be trying to take away the top. They're not going to try to you know they're not going to let Jamar Chase run wild. But Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. He might be the best receiver in football already next to Cooper Cup, who also we'll see. Um, 
it, so you could also take this bet for the Rams too. Probably not a bad bet. Uh, but so bringing it back to these bad middle linebackers, a lot of crossing routes. They're not going to be able to keep up in the zone. Maybe they, you know, they have to pick up on defense. And there goes, um, there goes, um, you know, T. Higgins over the middle, grabbing a ball, beating a middle linebacker. And then all he's got to do is make a move on Eric Weddle, who has played two football games in three years. Um, eventually that's going to have to bite him in the ass sometime. So that's kind of my logic for the over 38 and a half is that weaker middle uh, of the Rams. Well, and I, and I'm also okay with it because if Jamar Chase just breaks one, right? He don't. I mean, yeah. Even if they try to shut him down. That's fine. He, if he breaks one, he could do it. You know. No, so, I, yeah, they're gonna chunk it up. I mean, they're gonna have those dudes know each other so well that you know they're gonna see something. He's gonna look at him and you know, kind of like uh, what we heard with was it uh, Mahomes and and Kelsey on the Bills win where he's like Kelsey, do it, and they just know what they're talking about. You know, so, right. Yeah, um, that's a good reason to take the over there, um, over 38 and a half. So, uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure that's like minus 110, minus 120. Yeah, it's minus 120. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, sold, I'm sold on these ideas. Okay. All right. Final one. Um, first half under 23 and a half. Uh, these ones I never know how to bet. I never know how to bet these. Okay. So. I know. Right, so first half under both teams under 23 and a half. Yeah. So you're looking at a 14 to seven. I mean, it's, there's not a lot of room for error. It, um, this kind of goes into one of those. Why is it so low? Um, and let me double check. Let me double check. Cause I, the over under on that game, like 50 something. So maybe I got that wrong. All right. The over and under. Is 48 and a half. Okay. Yep. And then then you were you were saying first half how what was your points? Under under 23 and a half. Okay. So I have it as minus 115. No, wait, no, no. Minus Minus 105. Minus 105 is what I see too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're that's closer to even. Um, you know, that's not a lot of room for error, but the Bengals have been slow starters. The reason I like this one, these two guys, I mean, Zach Taylor was was uh, McVeigh's assistant. They were assistants together in Washington. They, um, or that might not be right, but they basically they've been with each other. They know each other really well. They're going to kind of play each other. They're going to feel each other out in the first half. You know, they're not going to kind of uh, make any big mistakes, I don't think. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, just kind of trying to figure it out. Um, so I, I that that's it's a score that I could just be in. CB and, uh, you know, Rams 14, Bengals 7 at the end of the first half. Yeah, I never, I, never know how to, I never know how to do these because, like, sometimes I'll bet and I'm thinking, okay, these teams start slow, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, somebody scores, like, you know, 21 points in the first quarter, and it's like, crap, you know, like, I don't know. I don't – I guess – yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's what you're just betting against is that there's some – little bit of nerves. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Neither team really runs the ball that well right now. So yeah, the, Super Bowl Bowl always starts, the Super Bowl always starts slow because they got so many long commercial breaks and stuff and too. Yeah, and, and and the spectacle of it all, you know, it's uh, you know, I a lot of people just aren't going to like this bet because there's no fun betting the under. There, you know, that's uh part of my take. Life's too short to bet the under, but uh, you know, I do it time to time, and uh, sometimes it bites you in the ass, but you know. I think even seventeen to six covers here. 
So if the Rams are up 17 to six, uh, you know, you're looking at that cover. Okay. Um, so okay. I'm, that's, I'm, you know, I like the other two better than that one, but I, I'll, I'll be taking all three of those. Yeah. Um, the other one that they offer that's interesting and would even blow my mind, like just confuse me even more is where you can pick the first or second half spread. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's bad enough picking like the total points and kind of figuring out like a spread, like you just said, you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, they can have, you know, they could have 16 points or whatever, you know, um, mm-hmm. 17 to six or whatever. But then to actually figure out like a spread on there, like no way, no way. Yeah, that's just me. I might as well just donate my money. I feel like. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I I don't ever. I know a lot of people who bet quarters and halves, and, and it just gives you something to you know an immediate you know satisfaction thing. But yeah, I'm with you. It's what I'm gonna lose all my first half money, so I just double up in the second half because you're going to. Um, well, I, total subject change. But this MGM, this uh, BetMGM website, I'm on my computer looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's really like intuitive to see and stuff like that. There's like kind of this multiple tab thing going, but it like it's way. I like it. I like the interface way better oh. than FanDuel, and I've been oh, on FanDuel like all year long. I spent an hour looking at all these sports books so I could find because I run that props game um, that I emailed you, um, and uh, so. I, I was looking, and it had to it had to be something you can access without login in in Alabama, where a lot of my people are. Um, but also, that's what I was looking for. It's like, what's easy to use and what has a whole bunch of bets? I love this bet. I might start using BetMGM, um, which I couldn't believe I haven't. Um, I've got a nickname, the Fireline from Knoxville, Tennessee. They're a big lion on the MGM. Uh, Jamie Fox does those uh, commercials, and he's badass. I love him. So I, I might have to switch from being. Um, what the hell was I? I'm William Hill. Caesars. Switch yeah. from Caesars to, to an MGM guy. Uh, yeah. And all that matters is, like, after this weekend, all that matters is if they have golf. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Look hard at, hard no got, end of the PGA betting. So No one's got any Olympics bets. I couldn't find any Olympics bets from anybody. Dude, the Olympics, the Olympics is baseball when it comes to marketing. It's Ugh. so bad. It's... Oh, geez. I think we're. I think COVID hit American athletes harder than than the than the tough countries. I think we're we're, a, we're no longer are the days of like America's John Wayne, gritty and tough. I think now we are a soft country, and, um, and you saw it in the Summer Olympics. All the all the swimmers that were supposed to win, losers. All the downhill skiers and and snowboarders, losers in America. It's they 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 weren't able to train because they had to follow these rules and they didn't no one had any balls to break loose and they lost. Yeah. Losers. Yeah. Well, the women's, team. the women's Canadian uh, hockey team won six to one wearing a uh, N95 wearing mask. Ass, for, I saw that. Whole game. Well, yeah. Can you imagine? Like it's it's rough period, but can you imagine playing like a a, a sport like hockey where it's just so. I mean, hockey and soccer are two of the ones that you're moving all the time. Yeah, I play I play pickup basketball with a guy who wears his mask out there all the time, and I'm just like, how the fuck? Do you, how do you do that? Right, right. All right, all right. So, how many more of these do you have? Because these, you said you had three, pretty much even money, and that these were minus one ten, minus one twenty, minus one hundred five. So, are all the rest long shots, or do you have like mid range ones? So I've got two mid range and three long shots. All right, go ahead. Okay, mid range. Um, most tackles 
by a player. So this is under if if you're following along, you look on player. I think it's on player props. Um, this is good or player specials. This is uh, excellent. Yeah, shit. You might just want to search it. <laughs> this, this is great audio here. Um, no, that's all good. I mean, if people are on the site because we just like kind of promoted it, they're probably looking for the same thing. Yeah, right, yeah. So, so, yeah. <clears throat> so you're looking for most tackles. Um, I am. I'm not going to look for it because I already know my pick. So did a little research on this. Seven out of the ten highest tacklers, highest number number of tackles for a single player in the playoffs have been linebackers. Three of them have been cornerbacks, but the seven out of ten were linebackers. All the top ten in the regular season are linebackers. For so total, linebackers, for total tacklers, okay. Yeah, are the top tacklers. Makes sense, kind of logically. Okay, I, I kind of expect that. So now you just got to figure out, Obviously, which linebacker? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Aaron Donald in there. I don't know if you're going to find these odds before I'm done talking about them, but uh, the Aaron Donald is like twenty-two to one. It is. Yeah. It is. It is twenty-two to one. Yeah. Twenty-two to one, which is kind of like all right. Well, that's telling me that he doesn't get that many tackles. Um, it looks like eleven or twelve tackles is kind of the number you're going for. Um, and this could just be a game where Aaron Donald is just like. Uh, just like he took over the final two drives of that 49ers game, he could just say, we're not losing this. I'm not going to let the 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 main guy on the other side of the ball, wink, wink, you know where I'm going with this, um, is not going to lose this game for us. I'm going to dominate this game. So there's a possibility. Not a bad long shot, but the guy I've got, linebacker Troy Reader for the Rams. He's plus 450. Okay. And there's only one guy that – that is more likely according to the odds. Um, and then, uh, you know, c- a couple guys around him and then it really gets really out of control. So this is and one the guy, of those things that they kind of have it narrowed down to three guys. You're taking the middle guy yeah, and you're getting plus, you're getting plus four fifty, which is smart. So it's not like, I like this as a mid bet. Cause it's like not a long shot, you know? Right. And, and, and this is a, and this is a bet. Most of the fun of these prop bets is that you get to cheer for it every time. So every time you see Reader make a tackle, you're going to go, all right, all right, that's four. That's four. Check it out. How many is that? You know, so go in with a friend on this or something like that. But so Reader, he makes, you know, most tackles. And so here's the logic between, I believe the other two guys sandwiched around him are both Cincinnati Bengals. Um, The guy who's got the best odds is like plus 250. He's got the most tackles in the playoffs so far. Um, He's, he's, I mean, he's the guy that's probably going to win it. But, um, my reasoning for picking a Rams player is that they are not going to need to blitz as much with with their front four, with their yeah. with their main four rushing. The Bengals are probably going to be bringing blitz, which kind of is you know little little risk reward there uh, if you're running against the blitz or going against you know whatever. Um, your linebackers aren't necessarily in that tackling uh, waiting to tackle position on runs. Um, so I think that's why I picked the Rams, the the best tackling Rams linebacker. So that's my logic. Troy Reader plus four fifty. Okay, I like it. Most tackles. Okay, so I'm gonna say I was wrong. Stafford won three games. Stafford got. <laughs> I, was wait, I was waiting for you to say his name. Stafford got to the Super Bowl, um, and I, so 
Let's not forget, I don't know why no one no one has brought this up at all in any of the interviews, anything I've been hearing. That San Francisco interception that Tart drops, I lost $700 on that. I lost $700 because he dropped that interception. And yeah. we would have all been going, well, that's the Matt Stafford we know. That's him. He yeah. makes that dumb, very idiotic throw. Zero reason to make that throw. And he gets bailed out. To his credit, he turns around and makes all the right throws and drives down. He's good enough to do it as long as he doesn't make the dumb mistakes. We've seen the Cincinnati Bengals defense be opportunistic throughout the playoffs. They shut down Patrick Mahomes in the second half. They intercept Ryan Tannehill three times in a playoff game. Three interceptions in a playoff game, I don't care who you are, doesn't happen very often. Okay, Okay, I see where you're going with this. Okay, so what you're saying – is that Stafford is an elite, and that defense is is a, is elite in, in a sense. Uh, so not, not not necessarily elite. I think that I'm not. I think Stafford can win this Super Bowl. I think he can. I've changed my mind. I've seen him make the throws. He's got Cooper Cup. OBJ going against Eli Apple is going to be a disaster if they play man at all. Um, and Stafford sees it. What I'm banking on. Plus 275, Matt Stafford, two plus interceptions. He's going to okay. throw two interceptions in the Super Bowl. They might still win, but he's going to throw two interceptions. All right, I got to I gotta find this bet. So you're saying it's it's plus 200. And plus, I have two, plus 275. Okay. Um, it should be – I think it might be under – it's not under main. I think it's under player TD. It's all good. It, it's all good. We can – it's player it props, player props, quarterback props, uh, interceptions thrown on that top right. All right, keep going. I'll find it. So, Nobody yeah. yeah, so that's my case. Matt Stafford, two-plus interceptions, plus 275. Um, the jump to three interceptions is plus 675. Uh, kind of has me just wanting it, uh, but I'm just going to be realistic. I'm going to stick to two interceptions or more. Um Plus two seventy five for uh, Matt Stafford. Okay, because I have to, I have to root against Matt Stafford. It, honestly, I would probably be rooting for the Rams if it wasn't for Matt Stafford. All right, I know you're not a you're not a Matt Stafford fan. Like you've been consistent about that all year. So yeah, I can't. I, I just can't turn my back on it now. So that's that's where I'm at. So uh, yeah. So that 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 concludes the kind of mid range. Uh, middle of the thing. I, I mean, I believe in both of those bets. I will probably put 50 bucks on each of those. So okay. looking for a pretty decent payout on the Troy Reader if that works out. Um, I will probably put 25 or 50 on the um, just kind of straight up bets. Those are just something I can follow throughout the game for the, that first little bit. Um, just something like that. Um, now, the final, the final leg here, the long shots, the most fun, just the fun ones. Like, just sprinkle it. Probably going to throw 10 or 15 on my app on these uh, just to kind of have fun. The first at 9-1 to one, that the first half ends in a tie. I know. I was looking at those earlier. I love betting ties <laughs> in live, especially in live betting. When you start doing the math, uh, okay, well, they're going to get two more possessions. They might – yeah, I, I love betting that. 
Um, and, and mostly this is just going to be a throwaway bet. I'll, I might put 20 bucks on this. And just watching that first half, um, I've got the under. But, I mean, just to see, like, it's 10-7 to 7 and Burrow's driving down and he gets McPherson to the 40-yard line and he's going to try, you know, a 57-yard field goal as the first half expires to help us get our McPherson over 7.5 to keep our under 23.5 and, and to get the tie. Um, that would be an electric halftime moment going into – um, all of our favorite junior high and high school rappers uh, coming on stage. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's my first long shot. What do you think about that? I mean, there's really not a lot to break down. That's just these are just kind of hopes. No, I like I like I like it. I mean, it seems it seems a more more attainable long shot than some of these other ones. You know, I'm looking at like. I, I'm just making. I, I'm looking at this one. This, you know, Joe Burrow, fifty plus passing attempts or something like that. Like, yeah, that yeah. can happen too. But the the tie and the upside of that is in the first yeah. half. Is good. I like it. I like. And, it. Yeah, and it's just fun to hope for. So that's you know that's where you're going. So, um, all right. Second one. Um, I think the Rams are going to be the team to score first. Um. So there's a lot of different bets you can kind of look for that. Um, if you think they're just going to try to take away the, the pass, um, the, the, I'm not very good at betting first TD scores. But eight, Cam Akers, 9-1, first TD. The Rams know they're not, haven't been running the ball lately. They want to get him some confidence after the double fumble um, game, double fumble fourth quarter against Tampa. Um, maybe they just get a pass down to the four-yard line, three-yard line, and say we really need to get Cam Akers going in this game. That's uh, it's you know, like I said, long shot, not sure, but nine to one to be the first um, touchdown for Cam Akers. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with that. The kind of some of the long shots I like if you're gonna do Cam Akers, they have these uh, touchdown money line parlays. So you can basically take Cam Akers and the Rams to win. Mm, uh, oh, yeah. And he only has to score a touchdown at some point. At any time. Oh, I like that. But you can I don't know. last touchdown on this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that seemed impossible. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess there's probably a strategy somewhere, but um, yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. Is that all? Is that all the ones you had, or are we missing one more long shot? I've got one more. It's my favorite. Okay. All right. We brought up McPherson's going to have all these field goals attempts because Burrow's not going to go down. He's going to scramble his way. He's going to twist. He's going to turn. Um, he has only run. He's only rushed for two touchdowns all season. He's not a scrambler. He's not a guy that runs. But can you see? Can you see Joe Burrow doing the Elway helicopter at the goal line? Yes, and because he starts by running for his life because of Von Miller. Yeah, and then he just gets he's out. Got that, he's got that mentality where he's going to put his head down in the biggest game and just like put his life on the line to score a touchdown. Yes, yeah. I see it. Got all the runners going right. All the all the receivers are going right. He's looking right. He gets blindsided over his back by Von Miller, but he ducks under it and looks up and he sees the pile on to the left. And all he's got to do is run seven yards, something yeah. like that. And he, and he and he is going head up against Weddle, and he and he just goes through. 
I can just see him. I don't think that he's going to do a quarterback sneak from the one. I think those no. kind of days are over for these guys. Um, but if anyone does it, he seems to be that old school gritty guy that's going to do it. What do yeah. you think the the odds are for Joe Burrow to score a touchdown non-passing, whether that's catching or running? I have no idea. It is 40 what? to 1. Really? 40 to 1. Now, that's telling you it's not going to happen. He's only only two all season, 17, 18, 19, 20 games so far. He scores one touchdown every 10 games. Yeah. Likely and, and the Titans had nine sacks on him, mm-hmm. and he wasn't really scrambling. He was more just, just laying down and dying. So. Right. So – it's that's why I like it. I like it a lot. I, you know, if if he was playing a defense that's not going to get pressure, I don't like it because he'll just you know he I would I I would lean more towards interceptions if it was you know but, yeah. but these Rams getting pressure and I could totally see see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So okay, that that concludes all my picks. Um, just a quick recap for the long um, shots. First half tie, nine to one. Uh, Rams first or Acres gets the first touchdown at nine to one. But I just overall like that the Rams are going to score first. So just kind of look at what you think on that uh, if you're betting that. That's kind of what I think. Um, and then Burrow rushing or just anytime scoring touchdown. Oh shit, I messed that up. It's 40 to 1 that he gets the first touchdown. Damn, I was so excited about this. It's only five and a half to one. That's still not bad, though. No, nah, it's not bad, but if he's only going to do it, no. Nah. Yeah, it's really hard to put that on being the first one. No, man, I just wasted a lot of time and a lot of fun. Sorry, everybody. It's all right. You had, you had their hopes up. So yeah. Oh, they were running. They were just. I can't believe it. We're gonna bet this forty to one. It's gonna be great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Some people may still take it. We'll see. Can you parlay? Oh, this would be a lot of fun if you can. If you could parlay Cooper Cup to have the first touchdown and the last touchdown. No, nope, can't do it. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. Nope. All right. Let's talk about MVP then, because. Yeah. So I think you covered the Ram. We covered the Rams defense enough. I like a lot of props that have to do with the Rams D. You had a sneaky one in there with Joe Burrow scoring a touchdown, which is actually, I believe, a Rams defense prop, even though it's Joe Burrow scoring. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's some good stuff in there. I like it. So we don't have to cover that really anymore. But Super Bowl MVP. So let's talk about this. Okay, I got a couple ideas. You tell me what you think. Okay, the Super Bowl MVP is almost always the winning quarterback. Yeah. And unless somebody else has like an amazing game, but receivers typically are taken out of it too, because say, say Joe Burrow throws five touchdowns and three are Jamar chase. Joe Burrow is still going to get it. Even though Jamar chase scored three touchdowns. So it would take a running back to really, to really score a lot like a Terrell Davis in you know, 1999, Mm-hmm. Um, in order to do to do that, but I don't, I just don't see it happening because neither of these running backs are that like you know over the top crazy. They'd sure. have to have like the most miracle game ever, so I don't see it happening. Um, so I think it's one of the quarterbacks. But here is my twist: Do they give it to Cooper Cup because he got passed over for the MVP of the season? 
So if he scores two touchdowns, you know, or even you know something like that, and he has like yeah, you know, he's got all. yards, of, he's got all. He he gets all three touchdowns that the Rams get. He catches them. Yeah, and then so then do they do they let him have it because he had the best season? You know. Yeah, this would kind of be their um, – you know, I think you make the same argument for Aaron Donald at 12-1. to 1. We all know Aaron Donald's the best player in football. Everyone knows it, but they can't give him the MVP. They just can't give him the regular season MVP uh, for whatever reason. They're never going to do it. So maybe this is a chance that they go, let's give him – you know, he, he dominated this game. Let's give it to him. Um, that's the same line for Cup. That Cup gets those touchdowns. Everyone's like, you know what? He really was the MVP of the season. They won the yeah. Super Bowl. He's right. the guy. He got three touchdowns. I think he'd have to score three touchdowns. Right. So, with that being said, so Matt Stafford is plus 140. Joe Burrow's plus 222. That's fine. So, Cooper Cup is plus 600. So, he's in the third spot. So, that's a six to one. That's not bad. And then Aaron Donald is 12 to one plus 1200. So, I mean, those are interesting. I. I think the Aaron Donald idea is a stretch unless the Rams defense literally dominates. And we saw the Titans defense dominate and still Joe Burrow found a way. So um, I like the Cooper cup one being sneaky because he was, he, I think he was the MVP of the the league. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking to see if there'd be like a, um, a, a, a prop for Cooper cup catching three touchdowns. And I can't find it. I think there is. Well, see if you can find it while I kind of talk about um, why it's going to be a quarterback. Okay. <laughs> that one's the MVP. Uh, I think that the storyline of these two guys are just – it's it, it's just out of control. If the Bengals win it, Burrow is – oh, my God. Who is this guy? Is it Joe Montana? Who is Joe Burrow just coming on the scene – you know, you thought it was Patrick Mahomes. You thought it was Josh Allen. You thought it was Justin Herbert. Shut up. I'm the guy. Um, and he's the coolest dude playing the game right now, uh, according to everybody. So he wins it if the Bengals win. Um, and pretty much the only way they do win is if he throws, you know, lights out. Um, yeah. The Rams, Matt Stafford is the biggest sympathy card in the NFL. Everyone's – Oh my God! He just toiled away on these bad teams. He toiled away on these bad teams. I'd ask you how many quarterbacks actually stay on bad teams and never elevate their team, like Joe Burrow was able to do. Elevate, you know, a, a team that won four games last year uh, to the Super Bowl um, with the help of a quarterback of a coach. But uh, you know, he just never did it, and that's fine. He's not an A one elite guy, but he's good enough to win with his Rams um, offense, which is. You know, that's good. Uh, but so basically, if they win, it's just going to be hooray, Matt Stafford. You know, his wife went through so much. He finally got to a winning situation. Yeah. I know. It's so hard not to, it's so hard not to pick a quarterback in that. Like, yeah. This bet MGM has, you can bet, um, you can just say any other position but quarterback, you get plus 210. Not bad. Not a bad bet at all. Yeah, that's really not. Yeah. I mean, that's a better bet. It's like. Yeah, then you get Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Yeah. You get a game where, like, what if this game turns out to be 13 to 17? And and it's all because of a kickoff return that he wanted. 
you know, Jamar Chase returns a kick for a touchdown and they win. Then Jamar Chase wins it. You know, um, that happened with the Packers um, when, when um, was it Charles Woodson or somebody, somebody returned a, returned a touchdown um, for, for uh, Phil. And he, he won the, uh, yeah, it was Charles Woodson because he, he won the Heisman Trophy and the Super Bowl MVP. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I just, so sorry, not to, uh, take you away from your MVP talk, but the very last bet on my page here on FBet MGM Grand is what will happen first, a sack or a touchdown. Oh. And sack is plus 100, touchdowns minus 125. I mean, we did see nine sacks <laughs> in the yeah, that, game. That could definitely be who gets the ball first. <laughs> that, if, the, if the Rams get the ball first, it's likely they're going to score a touchdown. Uh, before he gets sacked, and if the Bengals get it, um, yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> That's a bummer. I heard someone talking about. I haven't seen it on here, and I don't know. It, it seems a little too tricky for Bet MGM. Um, but what would be the first penalty? So you can bet uh, first penalty being, you know, is it going to be holding or um, or it's got to be, be false start? It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, so too, that's, I kinda, too, too jittery. Yeah, I like that. What what I also like would be um, to see the odds on what would be like a, a defensive holding. That, you know, they're just going to – as much as I said they're just going to feel each other out in the first half, what if on the first drive the Bengals get the ball and they're like, you know what, we're going to do a trick play, and Jamar Chase gets behind somebody and they just drag him down. Or, you know, or yeah. Cooper Cup gets open and they just drag him down. Yeah. Um, if you had long odds like a – a five, a four, five to one, six to one odds on defensive pass interference or holding. Uh, that might be fun to take, but yeah, you're right. It's probably false start. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this up with this way. So explain to everybody the prop Super Bowl thing that you do because they may want to take that to their Super Bowl party and do it. Because um, we did it last year and it was pretty fun. So if if you're ready, explain how. Yeah how you do it yeah so as we talked about we went over all these bet all these props i told you i was gonna be putting 50 bucks on this 50 bucks on that. i mean that adds up a couple hundred bucks some people don't want to do that you know you kind of want a, an easy low cost option something you can get your wife in on something yeah. you and your buddies can all just do that's my thing you're going to a super bowl party where half the people aren't super bowl watchers and then of the half that are are football watchers like they're not diehards. And so you, you have 75% of the people in the room that are just casual football watchers. And so you yeah. got to figure out a way to include them. And you're and normally people go to the squares game, but you got to fill a hundred squares. So you're doing, Hey, can someone put a dollar in, you know, $10 gets you 10 squares. And then you're like, Oh, I ended up with, with, with eight and two and nine, yeah. you know, and you're yeah. done. Yeah. You're done for the game. So this is an easy way. Basically, how it goes is you just pick an entry fee. It's like a pool. It's, I mean, it's basically like picking, you know, a bracket or something like that. But what you're doing is everyone starts with a certain amount of points. Uh, I just cut it at 100, make it easy, 100 points. And our particular game is five prop picks exactly. Um, it's, it's been different in the past, but now it's going to be five exactly. So you've got to go pick five props, and you got to split that 100 points across those props. Minimum of 10 points, 
maximum of 60. It kind of makes sense when you look at it. So you can't do five, 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 and then put like 80 on one. Um, you've got to at least put uh, 10 on one. Uh, so basically you just do the props like we did say my example picks on my sheet that I send out was, and you can do this with only three picks instead of five. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick Bengals plus four minus 115. I'm going to put 30 points on it. Um, and you just, with the apps now, you can just do it yourselves and put it in there and see what the points would be. Um, Joe, Joe Mixon wins the MVP at 35 to one. I'm going to put 10 points on that. I could win 360 points. Cooper Cup scores first TD, first TD plus five fifty for ten points. Could win sixty five. Basically, okay. so that so that you're you have three examples there. That's a total of fifty points. So you're halfway there, and you have to do five props. Yep. Okay. So yeah, and um, and so you can spread them out however you want to. And basically, whoever has the most points at the end wins. And so, so you you won't even hit you won't even hit all these. So it's not like they're parlayed together no. or strung together. It's like five individual bets. And you can pick some long shots and some not long shots. Yeah. Um, and and, I, and when you and when you say prop, you don't have to do some of these like weird player ones. You can just pick the money line if you want. Yeah, to. yeah. You can pick. Yeah. So you have to pick something with odds. So um, yeah, you can pick the money line. Uh, no parlays. Uh, those like same single game parlays you see on there, you can't do. But any kind of single bet, you pick anything. Um, I've seen someone win by picking all even odd, like 115, 110, and hitting all five of them. They hit five even money bets, and it cleared out because no one hit any big, big bets. Yeah, um, and then I, I feel like last year, like Gronk, you you and somebody else had like Gronk first touchdown or something like that. I don't remember. Or me. I, had, I had Gronk first touchdown at 11 to 1. I pretty much won it after that. Like it was just everyone playing yep. checked up. So yep. that's kind of the downside is sometimes that happens. Um, but for the most of the time, you can't really like you can't one strategy doesn't win at every Super Bowl. Um, so it, you, you can go all in on trying to pick, um, you know, who has the, uh, you know, the, the first touchdown or, or who, you know, who's got the who's going to win the MVP. Um, if you're going to leave somewhere at halftime, you can just pick all first half bets and see where you land up. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all you got to do. I keep mine up on a Google Sheet, but if you're at a party. Um, so kind of a quick way to go back through that is everyone gets 100 points. You pick five prop bets. You split those points up. Whoever has the most points at the end. I mean, it's so much easier now that these betting websites have are so available. Uh, when I yeah, first got the and you told us all to use uh, MGM so that you, you know, because yeah. like last year you got, you had like five examples of sites and that would seem like a lot of work. Yeah. So yeah, last year, uh, it, you know, gambling wasn't legal. So um, you, there were, you, there were only about three or four sites people would use. So I was like, just go find whatever site you want. Um, now that there's 11 sites, I would have to be able to get logins to all of them because uh, everyone I know uses a different site now. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, this BetMGM does not require logins. You can just go look and pick. You can go as far as putting your entire bet slip down, picking your five yeah, picks. That's what I was doing as you were talking. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go ahead and do that. And um, yeah, and it's it's very easy. You don't have to log in. You don't have to put any money down. Uh, it works in states where gambling is not legal. Uh, you just can't bet on it. Like they'll know. Right. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, all right. So. If somebody wants to see your little sheet or whatever, not your like your gam your 
prop game sheet or whatever, they can email us at pregameandparlay at gmail.com. See, I told you I'd promote the email at some point during the there season. We go. And I'll, I'll send it back to them. Um, and if you, uh, if you hit any big bets, you know, you can email them in too, but no, like doing it afterwards and pretending like you hit some long shot. So, yeah, yeah. That should be the, like, we, we have, um, I, we've got people that in our group, uh, text that only send out their big wins. And I'm like, dude, you got to send those. If you're going to be betting the game, you got to be putting in these bets before they start or you can't, or, or just don't go sharing them. Um, yeah. you know, you gotta, gotta, gotta live by die by the sword. Nothing more fun than calling a shot before it happens and then it comes through. Uh, right. So. All right. Uh, last thing, and then we'll let everybody go. All right. So, who are you taking with the money line? Not no spread. It spreads four points. Forget the spread. Do the Rams win or do the Bengals win? I, man, I. Like I said, if it wasn't for Stafford, I'd be all in on this Rams. I feel like this is just going to be an Aaron, Aaron Donald eats everyone's lunch game. Um, but it so often comes down to quarterbacks. And if you're telling me I have to pick one quarterback, I'm picking Joe Burr. All right. All right. I like the Rams. So uh, we'll be able to text about that during the game for sure. So. The Bengals are orange. You know, I got, you know, my whole wardrobe's orange. Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't own anything else but orange. (laughs) Anyways, all right, we'll leave it there. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. That was a good one. I'm excited for the Super Bowl, and then we'll have to figure out how to do some stuff during the offseason. We'll have to to get way into golf or something like that and do something. I like it. it. I like it. We're just going to dedicate ourselves into something in the future. Yeah, so. All right. You guys have a good night. Adios.